The Giants versus the Eagles edition of the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hrfbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Sign up at gametime.co and use promo code CFBX for $20 off. Gametime.co, promo code CFBX. Welcome, everyone, to the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Stack of the Money Green, with my fellow diehards, Justin and Rob. Oh, my God. What a this loss, you could argue, was the worst because we came out. We were moving the ball, got some early scores. Defense looked like it had new life. And then a backbreaking 90 yard drive by Drew Locke. Drew fucking Locke. Uh, to win the game 2017 hurts two interceptions. I mean, Quez Watkins, definitely that should have been PI um, not making excuses, uh, but team just where, where are we? What What's going on here? We're, te- we're all that being said, we look like shit. We've lost three games in a row. We have three winnable games, or at least we think are winnable games. We win those. We're 13 and four and win the NFC East. So it is bad times, but maybe not completely fucked. Um, how are we feeling, gentlemen? Uh, defeated, I think is what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, we got a playoff spot. I guess that's what you could say, but I don't know. I said to you guys, just with the way they've been playing, I, I just don't see it at this point. I don't know how you galvanize these guys. Uh, I don't. The coaching just is abysmal on all fronts, Sirianni included. And I, I don't know how you get these guys to perform, especially when it comes to playoff teams. The thing that sucks too, as you pointed out, Sean, is we're playing, you know, the Giants and Cards here. So even if you're hoping to get better in time for the playoffs, I don't know if you can really, you know, use them as any type of measure as far as trying to get better. Um, other than calling it a win if we do happen to win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's been such a terrible coaching job this year. And, you know, I guess in hindsight, two rookie coordinators was a bad idea, obviously. Um, you know, I won't pretend like I wasn't in favor of Brian Johnson because I was because I thought he was in the building last year. Uh, yeah, he saw the success that Steichen had, and I thought it would just be the same offense, you know, kept going. And, you know, we heard Nick's press conference, you know, whenever it was today, yesterday, that this is my offense, blame me, not Brian Johnson. But I don't buy that. I, I mean, look, I do think the buck stops, stops with Nick. Obviously, he's the head coach, but it's been his offense for three years. It's his system. So, like, the only thing that's changed between this year and last year is the play caller. Like, blame has to fall on Brian Johnson as well. I mean, clearly something has changed because the talent on offense hasn't changed. It's just as good as last year. Um, You know, uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't, uh, I keep going back to the offense. I mean, look, did the defense play great? Did they give up a 90 yard drive? 
Uh, clearly, they didn't play well. I will say this, though. I saw a couple of things it, with Patricia calling the plays that I liked. We had press coverage yeah. at times versus being 30 yards off the wide receivers. I did like that. But let's be honest. With the offensive talent that we have, if the defense holds the other team to 17 points, especially a team like the Seahawks, you should win the game. Like you should be able to outscore that, and we can't. Yeah. So I don't know what the answer is, but it's insanely frustrating, and it starts with the coaching. Clearly. Yeah, I mean, it all does come back to Sirianni. Um, it certainly hurts. Deserves some criticism, missing some throws. Although, if you guys listen to the Sports Gambling Podcast, uh, you heard Ryan Kramer. I was actually being critical of Hurts, uh, and Kramer stepped in and went out of his way to defend Hurts. Saying basically, like, yeah, it's, you know, he missed those checkdowns and those easier throws in those situation spots. But the last thing you want to do is with a guy like Hertz is make him conservative. Like the fact that um, he has been so aggressive is what has made the offense um, <clears throat> operate at a high level and, you know, essentially turning him more conservative would break him. I think there's a middle ground you can find, but yeah. Yeah, but I think it's situational awareness, right? Like where they are in the game. I mean, we're driving, you know, at the end of the fourth quarter. It's what we started with six minutes. I can't remember what we got it down to, but we're what what, midfield. And this is not a time for a deep pass or a bomb. And I mean, you can blame BJ, you know, for the play call, but also Hertz just shouldn't be throwing that pass. And I I guess some people can argue, okay, it's one-on-one coverage, but you're throwing to Quez. All right, number one. Number yeah. two, it's a horrible pass in that situation. Just just don't throw it. I mean, and then at the end of the game, the and I know Sirianni said, oh, they were looking for P.I. in that situation to A.J., which still yeah, that's blows my mind. It makes no sense to me whatsoever because <laughs> there's plenty of time left for us, and we had two timeouts. You know, Gainwell's open at the 40. He had what looked to be at least 15 to 20 yards he could have run out of bounds. Um, and Goddard looked like he could have been open too, but – I why throw that pass to AJ as well, even if they're calling for it, you know, look around the field. And the thing that was working for him all this game was the fact that, and I was even texting it to you guys. Hey, it looks like Hertz is actually taking the underneath stuff, right? Yeah. He, he was doing that early been, on. Yeah. And, and the big thing mm-hmm. we've been critical on the offense for is, Hey, there's no mid routes. There's no shorter yeah. routes for these guys and, and they're available. He just hasn't been taking them. And finally, it looked like he was taking him this game and, and we were potentially going to win. Taking a quick break to talk about game time. Love me some game time tickets. This is the perfect holiday gift. Great for the uh, last minute chopper. If you're thinking, oh man, I got to get someone a gift. What am I going to do? Get them some game time tickets. First off, you got the game time guarantee. It means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. And again, very easy. Matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Plus, when you use our promo code CFBX, you get $20 off your first purchase. But again, Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Yeah, look, we have totally misused our talent this year, and I, I'm done making excuses for Hertz. I know Sean will do his best, but like, I, I, this isn't aggressiveness. It's not an aggressiveness issue. It's a just dumb play issue, right? Like, 
it's not a smart play to throw deep when there's two other guys open on the same play. And I don't care who your first read was just because someone is your first read doesn't mean that's where you have to throw it. The whole point of having reads is, is the first guy's not open. You look to the other guys and there were other guys open on a lot of these plays. So, you know, I guess it's a little, it's a little difficult at times because am I criticizing Brian Johnson for the play calling? Yes. I think it's been really not creative and he's not using the talent well. But at the same time, if you're calling plays and two guys are wide open and Hertz just isn't throwing to the right guys, is that even his fault or is that just squarely on Hertz? Hertz deserves a lot of blame. He has taken a major regression this year. And I like Hertz. I think he can turn it around. I want to be clear, I'm not out on him, but he has regressed big time. He's looked less elusive. He's not being smart with the football. He's turning it over like crazy. And he's not even getting the ball to the right guys. So I don't. Uh, maybe that all starts with the coaching that he's get during getting during the week. But something is going on, and the buck does stop with him too on the field. And I think today he had some comments that you know did kind of say that and and took a little more accountability. I think today, Sean, you were sending that earlier. Um, but Let's keep the main it, it's thing. It's not okay thing, to miss wide wide open guys constantly. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, the turnovers are the biggest thing that's inexcusable. Uh, and actually, I do thought he, I do think he looked a little bit more explosive um, running the ball, in particular in this game. Like he, one, I don't like when they do the design runs for him, but um, you know, like on on third downs or second and long, if he's dropping back and no one's open, running for a first down is a good weapon, and he should continue to use that. I, I thought he actually had a little bit of a spring back in his step, but yes, he has looked sluggish at times uh, running the ball. The other thing though is, <clears throat> I mean, for the most part, his ball placement, I thought was pretty good. Like there was a bunch of, you know, that like rollout where he, with uh, like a bullet pass uh, right through the defenders there. He had a couple of really nice place balls. I thought, um, yeah, I think it's just his biggest issue is some of the turnover stuff and being too aggressive, like in, you know, situational aggressiveness, being aggressive when you don't need to be and throwing the ball to Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins just shouldn't be on the team. Like uh, uh, Olamide uh, Zacchaeus, like when he was in there over Quez Watkins, he was getting touchdowns. Like he was making catches. I don't know why. Well, like, what is the fascination with Quez Watkins? They didn't even draft him that high. I don't get it. Um, and yeah, he was open on that play, but then he got held. They didn't call it the PI. He didn't make a, he didn't jump up for the ball at all. He didn't make any play on that ball and it got picked off. So if you're going to chuck up a deep ball, which again, to Justin's point, like you probably don't need to do that there, do it to someone who is going, who is way bigger and better at jump balls like AJ Brown. So yeah, uh, plenty of blame certainly on Hertz, but um, yeah, Kozwakin shouldn't be playing. No, Thank agree. you. We Ruben can agree Frank. on that. <laughs> That's the case. The case is good. <laughs> Ruben sent out the last five times they threw deep to him, three interceptions, a fumble, and a horrible drop. It's like, man. Yeah. It's like, what's going yeah. on? And yet, Sirianni sticks up for him. I think one of our friends said, if you want a fast guy out there, you might as well just get a sprinter to go out there and run around in circles. Yeah. What um, happened to that? Uh, didn't we have a, what was his name? Uh, Keeney or something or Allen. What was his, what was his first name? The hurdler, Devin, Devin Allen. Was it Devin yeah. Allen? Yeah. Devin Allen, Olympic hurdler. Have him run down the field. I mean, yeah, come I on. Mean, 
Give if, me if, it, if it's not about catching the football, then what are we doing here? Um, yeah, going back to the defense, to, to Rob's earlier point or what we were talking about. Yeah, I thought the defense kind of played decent. I mean, you can't, you got to get one stop though on that last yeah. drive. Uh, Bradbury seems to be a massive liability right now. And where are the turnovers? Yeah, we, we, we keep creating them or sorry, like on our end, and we're just not getting any turnovers on the other side. Some of it I do think is just bad luck. Like, um, who is it? Was that Bradbury who almost had the interception? Then DK Metcalf just ripped it out of his hands. There were another, there were, been, yeah. yeah, there were a number of tip balls that just couldn't, uh, they couldn't pull down. No, I, I don't know. Turnovers are kind of a luck thing to some degree, but you know, they come in bunches. So hopefully we get some here. Cause it's, I mean, we got to get something going turnover wise on the defensive side of the football, especially if they're a bend, don't break, you need a couple turnovers a game to bail yourself out of those situations. Yeah, no, yeah, Sean, I totally don't... agree. Yeah. Can't disagree with that. All right, Justin. Um, let's uh, let's see. We've gotten we've we've broken down the game. Um, let's. Well, uh, what are you going to say? Before we go on, uh, let me throw this out there. Would you right now, if you were given the option, and I don't know if you'd have any interest, probably not. Would you replace <laughs> Brian Johnson right now, middle of the season, <laughs> with Frank Reich for the playoff run? Me, a hundred percent, no. I mean, Frank Reich's offense looked horrible. Have you watched the Carolina Panthers? He got fired from the Panthers because their offense looked horrible and they couldn't get anything going for Bryce Young. So, no, I would not. There, And I don't think bringing in anyone outside at this point is going to help the offense, unfortunately. I so, think, yeah, though, I would just ride it out with Brian Johnson. I wouldn't. I have, I, I don't think you, you do that. You change the OC and the DC. I think that would create too much dysfunction. But I do think you hire Reich as a console. You get some fresh eyes on what we're running. I think we need a really good outside perspective on what's happening um, and, and what we're lacking. Because as we pointed out, we have so much talent, but we don't seem to be utilizing it um, as well as we could be. So I, I think it is important that, you know, you get somebody in there, some consultation and, um, to really look deep and evaluate us. And and Sirianni needs to have an honest evaluation of himself and what he's running as well. Because I think some of it is uh, partly due to his own stubbornness and not wanting to change. And we've kind of seen that from time to time with even little things like running the ball, you know, in certain situations and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I 100% opposed. would for the record. <laughs> Frank Reich? <laughs> Here, look, here's what I'll say. I, I'm not convinced that I want Frank Reich as the long-term offensive coordinator, but we know Brian Johnson's not been good. It's now been almost an entire season, and he has not adjusted. Nothing's changed. We're misusing guys. We're now losing games we should be winning. Bring him in. At least he's someone that Sirianni clearly respects. I think he would listen to and could diagnose. And you know what? You're right, Sean. His offense was not great with the Panthers. Um, I don't remember how great it was with the Colts, but maybe he's one of these guys that's a good coordinator when he can just focus on that, and he's just not a great head coach. I mean, we've seen plenty of other guys like that that are great coordinators and not good head coaches. Obviously, he had the um, 
you know, the offense humming in 2017. Now, different era, different offense. I'm not going to dispute that. But I just think if they don't change anything, and I think they're too stubborn to really change anything, quite honestly. I just think we're setting ourselves up for a quick playoff exit. So you want to talk dysfunction, watch what happens when we lose in like the wild card or something like that, and, and then you'll see dysfunction. Well, I, I mean, one, I'm not opposed to bringing someone else in uh, to help a little bit with the offense, fresh eyes. Uh, I think switching out the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator midseason like this is that's too crazy in my mind. Um, and can we agree? Like, you can't hire guys based on their relationship with the quarterback. It doesn't work. And I don't. I'm not saying that's why Brian Johnson failed. I don't know what their relationships like in the locker room, but yeah, it certainly it should not give him any of the benefit of the doubt that he should be, you know, be kept or they should be afraid to get rid of him. Well, if that's the case, and I don't know that that's the case, but I'm just saying you can't factor that in. You're paying Hertz, you know, whatever it is, 240 million or whatever it is. You, you need someone that's going to hold him accountable and that's going to push him because he is not a finished product. He's not Tom Brady in year 18 or, you know, whatever it may be. He needs someone that's going to push him and, and, you know, from everything we're seeing, it just looks like he's not being pushed and these mistakes are just, you know, they're letting him get by making the same mistakes every week. Well, and I guess in defense of the Brian Johnson hire originally, Brian Johnson was a quarterback coach. And I mean, look at how well Hertz played last year at quarterback. So, I mean, surface level, it looked like he was doing a really good job with Jalen Hurts. Now, maybe something changed when he became coordinator. Maybe the dynamic changed when Hurts got paid. Um, you know, it could be a million different things. Um, but yeah, like they, on paper, hey, this guy was doing a really good job coaching up Jalen Hurts. Why wouldn't we make him the offensive coordinator? The offense was doing well. Let's try and change as little as possible um, I think, while losing Shane Sykin, who, you know, was a good coordinator. Yeah, I remember some people actually being concerned that he was going to leave as well as Steichen, and we had to keep guys in order to create, you know, some form of continuity. And the only way to potentially keep him was to, you know, give him the offensive coordinator job. Yeah, I mean, um, the the other thing is, I I think there might be something. You guys thought I was crazy, but when they brought in Patricia, kind of later on, now not super late, but later than the rest of the coaches, I think they already sniffed out some trouble with Desai and was like, okay, hey, d- uh, bring in Patricia now as a backup plan in case things go wrong with the side. Like, I think they knew early on that maybe um, they made a mistake with the side because the stuff that you're seeing about the side, yes, his play calling was bad, but it was also just like a profound lack of confidence. Like he wasn't even, I I mean, you know, like Kevin Byard saying like, Hey, we're going to start scouting the defense ourselves and stuff like that. Like that's kind of weird, just dynamic stuff that maybe they picked that up early on in the process. I don't believe that. Um, if they knew Desai was that bad that early on, I mean, what a disaster hire. I mean, what kind of process did they have to evaluate him then? Well, and um, it was a disaster I just, hire. I, I find that hard to believe. Well, it has been a disaster hire. They they haven't even – he didn't even make it to – what? He made it through no, 13 games? I don't disagree. It's been a disaster hire. I'm just saying – I mean, when did they bring Patricia in? It was during training camp before the season, right? I mean, yeah. if they knew Desai was – that much of a disaster before they even like put real pads on and played a real game. I mean, that is really bad. I just find that hard to believe. I think they had questions. 
I think you're giving them way too much credit, Sean. Uh, I I don't think uh, I've I think they believed in Desai. They wanted to give him the opportunity, and Patricia happened to, you know, potentially fall in their lap. And hey, why not hire him? He has the experience. <clears throat> he could certainly fulfill the role that we hired him initially to do. But I don't. I really don't think there was any potential. Uh, you know, that they, they were trying to you know, make plans for him to potentially step in if decide didn't work out. And not for nothing, so, like, just fire the guy. This whole situation, yeah. like, keeping around, oh, he's been assisting, he's collaborating, and Patricia's saying he's still running to size offense, he's just calling defense, he's just calling. I mean, give me a break. Like, I, this is, if I was to side, I would find this so ridiculous. Like, uh, just fire me, you know? Uh, I don't understand it. Like, these guys have so much money. Um you know, uh, move on. Like you made a bad hire, live with it and move on. This keeping them around the building is, is honestly ridiculous. It's like, they're forcing <laughs> him to quit. And he's just like, no, I'm not going to quit and give up all my money. Like you guys want to embarrass me and put me in the booth. Okay, fine. It's like, it's like an episode of Seinfeld. It's very weird. I mean, Jeffrey, Lurie, I'm not going to lie. I kind of, I kind of respect it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess uh, I would probably do the same thing. I'd be like, all right, you guys want to fire me, but you don't want to fire me. I'm not going to quit. It's uh, like a George Costanza move. Yeah, it really is Definitely right out of Seinfeld. All right. Uh, kicking it around the league. One piece of good news. Cow- uh, Cowboys got destroyed, uh, got worked by the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Now they have a tough matchup against the Dolphins. It is setting up for us. Hey, if we win out, we still get the NFC East, which um, it would be a cool accomplishment simply for the fact that no one's done it since 2004 when we won back-to-back NFC East titles and then um, would help us lock up the number two seed, which could be big as well. The number one seed seems like an outside chance because uh, 49ers essentially just need to win. I think, what is it? Um well, they need to win two of their next three uh, to lock it up officially. But if they go one and, you know, they do have the Ravens uh, and then they have the commanders and the Rams. So you figure they're probably good to lock up the one seed, but there's still hope. There's still hope. It is the uh, holiday season full of hope. Um, Justin, do we win the NFC East this year? Uh I'm going to reluctantly say yes. I think we do. I think we can win out. I don't, I mean, the Giants shouldn't be a difficult game, but I, I am concerned a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I mean, uh, yeah, we could make excuses for, you know, the two games before the Seahawks, but the Seahawks shouldn't have been as big of a competition for no. us as they were. Uh, Drew Locke, especially. Um, so, yeah, I got some concerns, but we should be able to win, you know, against uh, the Giants. And the Cardinals won't be easy. I don't think. By any means, uh, I know we don't necessarily like Gannon, but I feel like they could be a difficult matchup. Although it does seem like they have finally, you know, thrown in the towel and they're not really looking to win at this point. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hrofbets.com and use code SGPN 
to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Yes. Although maybe they were looking ahead towards this uh, Gannon revenge game. I do think Gannon is going to come in with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, And, you know, Kaiser White's been playing good. You know, I could see, I honestly could see Kyler giving our defense problems. I honestly could. Um, And, and, you know, and then pulling out some bullshit, uh, you know, Greg Dorch breaks free. Um, So, yeah, I, I don't think that game is a complete lock. Rob, you 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 are Rob the realist, and the realist uh, has been coming out as of late. Do we win the NFC East? I still think yes, just because of how bad the teams are that we're playing, and I think they have very little incentive to try try to win. Uh, so uh, yes, but I mean, look, it doesn't matter. Um, do, I mean, do you feel confident we're going to go beat the Cowboys or the 49ers in the playoffs? Uh, yes. I don't. Um, Sean, I'm sure you do, but um, yeah, yeah, yes, well, we'll win the East just because of how ridiculously easy our schedule is, and I do think I still think it's likely Dallas loses one more game. Yeah, and and especially when playing Dallas, assuming we get the two, Dallas gets the five. Playing playing Dallas at home versus in Dallas is a huge difference. Um, and then you know, let's say we head up to San Francisco for the NFC Championship game. I drive up from LA wearing my, wearing my, uh, just, just wearing the, uh, you know, Jalen hurts, Kelly green Jersey for 24 hours straight, taking over Levi's stadium. That could be electric. A lot of things could happen. A lot of things could happen in this playoff. Do you I'm, bring I'm the not, chain? Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. Necklace, I'm not ready. Sorry. I'm not ready to, uh, I'm not ready to crown Brock Purdy Super Bowl champion quite yet. I'm not going down without a fight. Uh, and it's amazing how cocky the Niners fans are. You oh. you would have thought they won. It's not even the playoffs yet, but man, they're talking so much shit. It's ridiculous. I do actually joke on the on the podcast. Anytime the 49ers come up, I just go. Oh, your Super Bowl champs, San Francisco 49ers. They already got the parade route ready. They're they're they've dumped the Gatorade. I'm leaning into full on just like jinxing them. That's 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 the way I'm combating it. Uh Eagles versus the Giants kicking off on Christmas Day, 430. I can't uh I'm trying to remember other times they've played actually on Christmas Day. I feel like it's been a while. Um vaguely remember a no, yeah, I can't remember them ever playing on Christmas Day. It's been if it has, it's been a it's been a long time. Spreads all the way up to 13 and a half points. Eagles at home against this Giants team. Uh matchup wise, there's a lot of matchups that favor us, but um really it's just going to be about execution, not turning the ball over and you know, the Giants love the blitz, so we certainly have to have our hot routes ready. Um, and we've struggled with picking up the blitz, figuring out what to do uh, off the blitz. So that could be a concern. I do think the Eagles get the win. Um, the cover is going to be a lot of work, but I, I, I'm leaning towards a cover. Uh, of course, everyone, I don't know if you guys have been seeing this, but Boston Scott to score a touchdown. It opened up at 11 to one. Everyone has been betting Boston Scott to score a touchdown. It's down to three to one from 11 oh, to one, which is crazy. <laughs> um, Cause I was going to, you know, I flew back East and, and 
I was going to wait to bet it till I got home. And, and now, you know, when we did the show earlier in the week, it was 11 to one. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to put a ton of money on it. Now it's like plus 280, plus 300. It's like, Jeez. Oh, it's not even fun. I think I will give out a prop that I do like though. Uh, Julio Jones to score a touchdown at seven to one. I think that one is a uh, fun one. But ultimately, it's going to come up. It's going to come down to turning over Tommy DeVito or Tyrod Taylor. I think the offense can figure themselves out, but we cannot let them dink and dunk and and get any sort of confidence going. Justin, how what's your take on this uh, Eagles Giants game? Yeah, I mean, I I think you're right. Obviously, don't let them dink and dunk. Um, I, I think you also just need to make sure that uh, stop the run there against us potentially it doesn't seem like we've been doing well with that i think we did a little well now walker seemed to run a little bit on us last game yeah we were good um, uh stopping the run earlier on early in the season yeah, yeah but it seems like we've been you know the gates have started to open a little bit so i'd like to see us you know stop that oh um, man i think it's it just comes down to just like last game hurts just just take what they're giving you i don't think we need to worry too much obviously you pointed out the blitzing but um, if we could get them a little bit of help, get guys open early, we don't need the big play. At least I don't think so in this game. Uh, just play within ourselves, and I think we should be fine. Rob, Giants game. What's happening? Um, hopefully we keep Quez off the field, number one. <laughs> um, Why are they still playing that guy? Limit the gain well, uh, even though he's not. I'm not saying he lost us the game, but I still think we're underutilizing Swift. I, I don't know. I mean, what do you want me to say? Have the offense look semi-competent. I mean, whatever that means, hit the open guy. Don't force it. Like, take what they're giving you. Run the ball. Like, I, I don't know. There's no specific thing we want to do. I just want, for one game, I want us to pass the eye test that, wow, they really came out with a great game plan, and they hit the open guys, and they schemed guys open. Um, and Hertz actually found them and didn't turn the ball over. Like, I mean, that's all I want. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't think we're playing the Giants. They're not a good team. So, like, I don't think we need to get too crazy in terms of exploiting their weaknesses. I mean, they have weaknesses all over. So just come out with a good game plan and you can win this game. And I know it's going to happen. They're going to look good this week. They're going to look good against Arizona. They'll beat the – they'll. They'll beat the Giants again to end the season. Everyone's going to be like, oh, they figured it all out. We're good to go. They turned it around. But, like, how are you going to – it's not – how is that a litmus test? We're not playing good teams. You're not going to know till the playoffs, really. Luckily, we locked up that playoff spot. Let's go. All right, uh, time for the Eagles versus Giants prize pick segment. Of course, go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN. Use the promo code <clears throat> SGPN. Get a 100% deposit match. Up to one hundred dollars, uh, Justin. What are we doing here? Who do we like this week? Give me a player. I'll give you his uh, fantasy projections. We can go more or less. Even got Jake Elliott in here. One and a half field goals made, or you can play his kicking points. Uh, Jalen Carter. Oh, wow. You can play uh, him to get more or less a quarter sack. A uh, lot to be a uh, lot to be had here. What do you What do you like? What's Goddard? Got it. So they they're doing these demon and goblin mode um, variations. So you can either take 49 and a half receiving yards, more or less 24 and a half receiving yards, more or less, or 40 and a half receiving yards. So you can kind of um, pick where you want to 
you want the line to be on the fantasy projection. I'll take um, the highest line. What was it? Okay. 49 and a half. 49 and a half. Going to take a more on that. Rob, what do you like? Um, I don't know. I, I get burned on these every single week. Um, <laughs> what is what's Swift or what's Swift. Hassan Reddick sacks? Let's see if we can get. Uh, I think we got Reddick. Hold on. Uh, point seven five. So he has to basically give it to me. More. Okay. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Okay. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> we can, we can just play those two and, uh, get a, uh, three to one hundred dollar entry would win you $300 a prizepicks.com slash S G P N promo code S G P N closing it out. Final score and the M V E if there is an M V E most valuably Eagle, Justin, what are we doing? Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to stick with Goddard. I don't know why. I just think we're going to feed him this game uh, in particular. Um, and then I actually think it might be somewhat close. I, I still don't 100% believe in what we're doing at the moment. So I'm going to say 23-17. Wow. Six-point win, but it is a win. Rob? 21-10. I think we get a win. I still don't think we look great, uh, quite honestly. Um, I don't know. Player of the game. I don't think there is a player of the game. All right. <laughs> I like that. I'm just so I'm just so bitter at the moment. So sorry. We, I'm, I'm just so frustrated. If you had to pick a coach of the game, who would you pick? Oh. Patricia. <laughs> I thought you were going to give it to Brian Johnson. Uh, Maybe even Michael Clay. <laughs> Yeah, actually, good call. I will go. uh, Let's see. I'm going to go. Give me 31-17. Eagles get the win. Eagles get the cover. Thanks to A.J. Brown. Two touchdowns. No one can guard A.J. Brown. He gets his. Eagles get back on track. Get the win. Get the cover. Let's go, birds. Four. The Diary Eagles podcast on the Sports Given Podcast Network. I'm Sean. Second of the Money Green. For Rob. For Justin. Go, birds. Go birds. Go birds.